dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see the headlights on both ends of my day this country Welcome, folks, to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer Latsky, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, the elf, Kayleen Scott herself. Hey, Kayleen. (laughs) An elf. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Bah humbug. In this week's episode, we're going to bring you the stories you might have missed in the December 21st print edition. By the way, folks, if you haven't already heard, to show our support for 4-H, High Plains Journal is donating 25% of all subscription revenue to 4-H now through December 31st. And you can add a gift subscription for just $20. So there's no better time to start, renew, or give an HPJ subscription. Visit hpjsubscribe.com to get started. Again, that's hpjsubscribe.com. Sign up online and 25% of your subscription rate will benefit 4-H. Well, hey, Kayleen, uh, we had some big hubbub in the stargazing world uh, last night. Um, Did you get to go out and see the convergence of Jupiter and Saturn? Yeah, we walked right out to the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, this is um, pretty cool. It's the Christmas star. And uh, you were looking up online and NASA had some really cool stuff to say about it, right? Yeah, they had a bunch of tips on how to view it and how to photograph it and what it all means, you know, as far as the planets and the way they go around the sun. And I'll read a paragraph here that tells a little bit about it from NASA. NASA says in 1610, an Italian astronomer Galileo, how do you say his name? Galilei? Is that how you'd say it? Galileo Galilei. Pointed his telescope to the night sky, discovering the four moons of Jupiter, which are named Lo, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. Eo. Eo? Eo. Okay. I think. (laughs) Io, so whatever. Discovering the four moons of Jupiter, Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. In the same year, Galileo also discovered a strange oval surrounding Saturn, which later observers determined to be its rings. These discoveries changed how people understood the far reaches of our solar system. And it says 13 years later in 1623, the solar system's two giant planets, Jupiter and Saturn, traveled across the sky, and Jupiter caught up and passed Saturn, in an astronomical event known as the Great Conjunction. So it hasn't happened since 1623. Yeah, this, this, um, every once in a while, the planets in their, in their, um, in their movement around the sun, they line up and that's a convergence or conjunction. And what makes this so special is the last time it happened in December, um, was, like you said, in the 1600s, and before that, around the time of Jesus's birth. And so um, for many, many years, 
for hundreds of years now, um, scholars have have said that this was um, probably the star. <laughs> These two planets getting this close together in their orbits um, in the night sky, that was possibly the star that the wise men were following on their way to um, see the baby Jesus. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Kayleen, I was, um, last night, Garrett and I, we, um, the fellow, we went out south of town because I wanted to get an unobstructed view of the, of the star, um, and of the two planets as close as they possibly could get without having the, the lights of town, you know, con- contaminate it. And I tell you, you could see it with the naked eye. It, it really is just amazing. Yeah. It's pretty Pretty cool to see. And they said you can hold out your pinky at arm's length. And that's how close that the the two planets were last night. You know, isn't it remarkable that um, for for thousands of years before we had um, the word, before we had the Bible, before we had religion, our ancestors, those um, primitive peoples, they had the night sky. That was what was, they, they would sit around their, their campfires and they would look up at the stars and those, and they, they track the stars, they track the movements of what we now know are planets. And that's how they told time. That's how they told stories. They, they found um, order in the stars. And then years and years and years and generations later, three wise men follow a star that they know is going to be appearing and they follow it to um, the the infant Jesus, and and then we have the word. It's it's kind of that's um, kind of remarkable. I always wondered when I was a kid, and and we were hearing the nativity story. I was that kid that raised her hand and said, "Do you suppose they they fought <laughs> like <laughs> I fight with my brother and sister in the back seat on a car trip?" <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they had more maturity than that. <laughs> I don't know. They were three wise men. So I'm guessing there was at some point in time, some arguments. I wonder, I wonder if, um, if they had adventures that we don't know about, you know, they, they took a wrong turn here. They, um, they stopped for the night there and they had an adventure, um, or challenges along the way, you know, yeah. I wonder about that journey. Cause yeah. Aileen today can you imagine getting on three camels, packing up everything that you kind of somewhat own and setting off, just following a star and going where it leads you. And you have no plan. There's no map. There's no um, four lane highway or, <laughs> or Casey's general store along the way. Just hitch it up and go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't do that without <laughs> having a, a plan. That's a remarkable act of faith, I gotta say. And doing it without any sort of technology. Because last night we were, I have an app on my phone that's Skyview Light, and it shows you, like if you point it to a star, it shows you the name of it, and you can search and do different things. And that's how we made sure we were looking at the right star <laughs> or planets or whatever. Has that same app. Yeah. That's what we used to. <laughs> My sister asked me, she's like, well, where's it at? And I told her Southwestern Sky to just to look. And I told her about that app and she texted me about an hour later. She's like, that's cool. <laughs> it's, um, it's so handy, especially when, you know, if you're out camping with kids 
and you want to find the Big Dipper, you want to find the star, you want to point stuff like that out to them. Um, it is real handy to have that and just point it in the in the night sky. So, uh, and you can even see the the space station, so you can see where they're located at if it happens to be in your view. Like Chance was pointing it at the ground, but evidently there is a telescope or something below where we were at. So <laughs> we saw the Hubble telescope and the International Space Station when he was pointing it all around. So it's pretty neat. I gotta say, it is remarkable. I wonder how many kids went out with their parents last night and looked up at the night sky and looked at that star and how many of them are thinking, you know, I want to learn more. I want to learn more about the stars and the planets and and maybe someday I'm going to go up to the moon and maybe I'm going to go to Mars and all of those those dreams that were set in motion last night. I wonder, Kayleen. Yeah, I would I would guess there's some some kids that are all about that. <laughs> Well, folks, um, hopefully we'll be able to share some photos. Uh, I took some last night. How did you, how did you fare? Cause you're a much better photographer than I am. I have a real lack of skill when it comes to night photography. <laughs> I don't have the patience to sit there and manipulate the camera in, in manual mode. And I know how to do it. I just, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Well, I don't even shoot in manual. And last night I was tinkering around with it. Of course, wouldn't you know it, the the um, tripod I packed, broken third leg. So it's more of a bipod. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we rigged it up so we, we'd get it to work. And um, I tried it a little bit. I got to say, one of our friends, though, she took a remarkable picture. Her son has a, a battery-operated um, Christmas tree, and she took it outside, set it in the snow next to where the the star was going to be in the horizon, and it looks the the photo that she shot is tremendous, Kayleen. Yeah, my cousin she shot a picture with the star above her kids. She's got three kids, and there's a tree in the background that's silhouetted that looks like a Christmas tree, and it was it was a pretty cool shot. You know, I'm I'm constantly amazed by the creativity of the people out here. So um, kudos for you guys. If you got photos of it, if you missed it last night, it's okay. Uh, the planets are still relatively close to each other and you'll, you'll still be able to see something. Um, they won't be right smack on top of each other. Um, and, and even still, um, they are billions of miles apart and billions of miles away from us. Uh, it's not like they, the planets themselves get closer to each other. It's just the path that they take around the sun matches and lines up at that one point in time. So pretty cool. And there's other planets that will be converging um, at other points. So, so look that sort of stuff up, right? Yeah. You find you an app that you really like and find out what, what those stars are, are all about and, you know, the different constellations. And my kids were like, why is there a bull? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I'd explain the constellations and what they all meant. I tell you what, whenever I look at the constellation maps and, you know, things like Taurus, the bull, which that's my, my astrological sign. So of course I like, you know, focusing on where that one is. I don't see them. I don't see the, the pictures that the ancients saw in the stars, Kayleen. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. And it, it's nice that the the app that I have just lays them all out and kind of shows them what they are, but they're very stylized. I mean, 
That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> yeah. To tell me Orion looks like a hunter, really? <laughs> now, I can see the big dipper and the little dipper. They look actually, you know, like what they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I can identify the big dipper and little dipper. So, and, and sometimes the North Star too, but sometimes I'm, I'm kind of bad about that one. So, yeah. Well, hey, folks, we want to hear about your experiences or um, lack of experiences seeing the Christmas star, the the convergence of of Jupiter and and, uh, Saturn. Um, Drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com. Let us know, share your pictures, or you can always call us at 800-452-7171. Do us a favor and head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. And folks... No matter where you are, remember the star will always lead your way. And we want to thank you all for riding with us here on HPJ Talk. This week's cover story is by field editor Lacey Newland. Oklahoma farmer uses functional antiques on the family farm. And Dave Bergmeyer brings us the inside feature, Vilsack poised to return as USDA secretary. Lacey also has an opinion piece this week about the Christmas star in her column, Guided by the Christmas Star. And we had a letter to the editor from Greg Haynes, CEO of the Cattlemen's Beef Board, change for change sake. There's also a letter from Roger Allison, a livestock and grain farmer from Howard County, Missouri, and the Missouri Rural Crisis Center on how Biden's choice for Secretary of Agriculture may not be corporate ag's best friend. There's also a couple of other stories from staff on topics ranging from insights on the next decade of ag, soybean and corn exports, ag groups looking ahead to 2021, a drought update, and price fixing in the poultry processing industry. If you want to see these stories and more, visit www.hpj.com. And remember, if you're looking for a way to give this holiday season and get a little something in return, High Plains Journal will be donating 25% of all subscription revenue to 4-H now through December 31st. And you can add a gift subscription for just $20. So there's no better time to start, renew, or give a High Plains Journal subscription. Visit hpjsubscribe.com to get started. Again, that's hpjsubscribe.com. Sign up online and 25% of your subscription rate will benefit 4-H. If you have a response to something you've read or heard, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. We want to hear from you. Your grain market prices from Dodd City's Pride Egg Resources on December 15th, corn was up at $4.48, wheat was up at $5.36, milo was up at $5.65, and soybeans were up at $11.04. If you'd like to have crop or livestock targeted news emailed directly to you, sign up for our HPJ Direct email newsletters on our website, www.hpj.com slash signup. Simply select the topics that interest you and you'll receive updates on them directly to your email.
Be sure to watch for our last issue of 2020 of High Plains Journal in your mailboxes, December 28th, with a story from Jennifer Latsky. And look for additional content online anytime at www.hpj.com. Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com slash podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Before we leave, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And we will see you next year um, on HPJ Talk. Dirt road in a gooseneck, saddle up with me. Dry land in God's country, crops far as I can see. The headlights on both ends.